Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Film Me In podcast. My name's Hamish Beaton, and this is the podcast where we film you in. Oh. I'm joined with the beautiful Z- Mr. Xander Langwiston. Hey, bud, how you doing? Not too bad. How about yourself, buddy? Uh, keep it going, keep it going. I'm glad to be here. And in their very first debut as a full-time co-host, uh, the amazing Alex Young! Woo! Don't say that. I don't want to be here for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Instant regrets. <laughs> Man. Right, okay, so we've got plenty of stuff to go through this week. Uh, however, the first thing is going to be Tell Me Moan. Xander, have you got a moan? Pass. Someone come back to me. Pass. 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 Go, go, I'm going to throw the ball over to Alex. Yes. Oh, okay. Alex, touchdown. Oh, I don't know football. I don't know football either. <laughs> Look at me. Like, Christ. Um, moan. Damn. Yeah, my train got delayed this weekend. Like, by an hour. So that sucked. That sucks I mean, super hard. I support the strikes, don't get me wrong. But, like... Can it not inconvenience when, like, me, please? Can it not inconvenience me? There was like a platform full of people and I had to like fist fight an old lady to get a seat. <laughs> you know? So like there was this one really horrid person who like just wouldn't let this old lady sit down. And they were only on for like two minutes on the train. I was just like, oh my god. It's like I really support you like standing up for your workers' rights, but it's kind of getting in my way. That's an incredible okay. re- that's an incredible impression of Alex. I got really, <laughs> uh, the same person. Some some might say I have a voice mod on. Some uh, might say. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway. Um alright, my moan. My my moan is gonna be You know what? Fanta. Fanta? I've got a bone to How pick can you with moan Fanta. About Fanta. Is it their is it their Nazi origins or is it something? It's a little else? bit on the Nazi origins. They've got Nazi origins. <laughs> okay, so for those who don't know, <laughs> the Nazis no, made no, Fanta. No, no, they've got normal origins now. It's fine. Uh, no, no, normal, no. They use normal oranges, yeah. don't they? No, yeah. Oh, they don't use Nazi no, no, oranges. No, no, no but <laughs> those would na- be really rotten by now. <laughs> for the, for the listeners back home. The Nazis did make Fanta. But, um... They did a good job. It tastes wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snip. Snip hitting the cutting room floor. (laughs) Um, But, like, okay, so my my issue with Fanta is it's owned by Coke. Yes. And Coke put out, like, everything. I'm pretty sure they own Sprite as well. Which, let's be honest, who the fuck drinks Sprite these days? But... I do. I've never seen you drink Sprite once since. Because I don't I've spend known. all of my time with you. <laughs> I you don't do, spend all my time. You have with a you. life outside of this podcast. What? Um, <laughs> they did on I it wish. twice, including <laughs> 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 now. They're not allowed to leave the recording session. <laughs> um, but my my bone to pick with Fanta is that if you go into any shop, like Coke will be for like uh one eighty one ninety for like two liters. Fanta has true. the gall to be at like two fifty or two eighty. Nah, it's like the best you're lying. Drink. I I don't know where you're shopping, but I've never seen a bottle of Coca Cola, like on brand Coca Cola, be sold for less than two fifty. Oh, okay. Never in my life. Okay, but either way, Fanta like staples itself above it. Yeah, as it it's should. Like the best drink. 
Especially no, the no. like cloudy version. Okay, it 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 is a, an amazing drink, but like I'm not paying that. I'm sorry. Okay, well then don't. Okay, right. You're not, what, like, what a fantastic moan. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, should I, I should I should I go with something morbid like climate change next time? You know what? I'm unhappy the planet's dying. I don't know. Alex is unhappy that people are getting pay rises, so That's um, very oh, true. That's very true. Imagine um, living. Go on, what's your moan? What's your Yeah, moan? what's your moan? Come on. I got a moan, right? And this is oh, it's already bad already. It's like- bad already. I feel like this is gonna uh, this might extend out and we might end up having a larger discussion on this. But I've um, I've been reading a lot of things on Twitter today, um, coming oh, out great. about The Rock. I'm sure you guys will have seen this as well. About him, how he's um, he kind of like fisted the DCU with Black Adam oh, yeah. by like refusing to integrate into it with anything else, including Shazam, where the character's origin is from. He's Black Adam is the villain, the main villain of Shazam. So it make mm. it would make sense for him to at least turn up as like a cameo or something, but no, The Rock was like absolutely not. I'm I'm gonna lead the DCU going forward, along with Superman. It was really bizarre. Like no, you've got to get the little palatable. hand thing he does, the little like hands pressed together. He goes, I'm gonna lead the next DCU. <laughs> I'm the boss. He, I'm well, he, your boss. <laughs> he messed it up, but like straight away by being like, mm, "No, Black Adam is not a villain. He's like an anti-hero." Like just immediately messed that yeah. up. He was like mm, main character. Well, it, it, you know, it, not a villain. It's on the vein of like with the Fast and Furious movies. One of the movies, his contract was that he couldn't lose a lose a fight on screen. This is what I was gonna get to. I have well, a problem it, with The Rock, and action stars as a whole in this generation because in the 80s sliced alone and arnold schwarzenegger were like the top two action stars there were others as well jackie yeah jackie jackie chan exactly jackie chan as well you've got these people who would go be in movies be the villain be the hero either way they would get their asses beat in fights in movies and it was all to purpose the story that they were in. Whereas now, it's all about ego and how they all look. They care more about the way that they're perceived rather than putting on a good performance and a good action show. For sure. Or a good action film or, or just entertainment in general. They're like, it hurts my it hurts my feelings if I lose. One of the only people I've noticed that is fine with this, I guess two. I guess I'm just kind of linking wrestlers here. It's John Cena... And it's Dave Batista. Two based individuals. Incredibly based individuals. John Cena was happy to watch his character get absolutely annihilated in the Suicide Squad. Like, so... And it's all to purpose. Just to make this great story. It's all to purpose. The character and the story. And then he, he prevails from it because he gets his own TV show from it. So, you know, just actually letting the story progress... Does better things for yourself. D- Dave Batista in Guardians, he's the butt of so many jokes. He he gets his ass handed to him in that movie. Mm. He nearly yeah. dies he, in that first does. movie. And he like he let's does. be honest, he's probably gonna die in this third one. So he's not he's very okay with that sort of stuff. So I'm I don't know, man. Like I just I wish there were more action stars like 
they were back in the old days where they just sort of did whatever it took to make the film good. Whereas instead now it's more about like pissing contests. Like that's why Dwayne Johnson's not in the Fast and Furious movies anymore because him and Vin Diesel don't get on. And so instead of coming together to make actual good Fast and Furious movies, they're just like, well, no, he's a dick. So I don't want to talk to him. Harumph. Like it's or, so silly. They are re- they're really thinking they're a lot more than they actually yeah. are. No offense. Yeah. Like it. See, for me, The Rock, and from what I've from what I know on his impact on the DCEU, was that he said he wanted Superman in the movie, and Warner Bros. Rep- higher ups responded with, "Well, we don't have a Superman." And his response was, yes, you do. It's Henry Cavill. Go get Henry Cavill. Yeah. Which led to the whole announcement of, oh, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. And suddenly, because the Warner Bros. execs, this was before James Gunn was hired, were all doing backflips because they, they had finally sussed out what people wanted. And because let's be honest, they are horrendously out of touch, those Warner Bros. execs. Yeah. They are horrendously oh, yeah. out of touch. No doubt. Especially after what they did with Batgirl. Um, Cancelling an entire <laughs> movie a... as a tax write-off. Yeah, that's crazy. Shocking. The fact that we never got to saw that is a crime. Yeah, it'd be illegal. If anyone else saw that movie, it would cost Warner Bros. $80 million. Um, It makes me so sad because Fred and Brozier was going to be... Br- Fred Bren- Firefly. Oh, man. He was going to be Firefly. Uh, and the suit in this behind the scenes was amazing. Yeah. But they they freaked out. Then James Gunn got hired, and James Gunn was actually like, well, we're going to scrap all of that stuff. And then had to be the guy to take <laughs> Henry Cavill's Superman out the back and shoot it in the back of the head. Yeah, be the villain. He had to be the villain because, like, he, he did, honestly, yeah. I was excited. The Rock didn't I saw, want to be. I saw that post credit in Black Adam. I was like, let's go. I really like Henry Cavill as Superman, and I want to see what he can do going forward with, like, actual Superman writing instead of Jesus writing. Like, violent Jesus. He's not violent Jesus. He's Superman. Like, let's make an actual good Superman movie with Henry Cavill. We'll see how it goes. And no, we didn't. Yeah, it, it is a shame. And I, I, again, put it down to The Rock. Because the man is like... The man ran that movie like a goddamn egomaniac. Yeah, he did. And I'll be honest, having rewatched Black Adam... The main characters might as well be the Justice Society. Yeah. Because that's who you care about. That's who you root for. That's who you watch it for. That's what you watch it for. Black Adam is this emotionless prick throughout the entire movie. Yeah. He looks ripped (laughs) as hell, though. He's ripped as (laughs) hell, but you know what? Steroids does that, too. So... So, yeah. I, I don't know. I got a thing with The Rock. Um... But, guys, let us know what you think. There's a little thing on Spotify now where you can send us questions and answers. Is there? You, there is. It's very oh. cool. When did... What? We've had a, we had a response that. once. So, if you've got a thing about The Rock, go open up your Spotify real quick while we're talking to you and be like, yeah, fuck The Rock. Or, hey, back off The Rock. <laughs> yes, I, I saw that response. I knew that response happened. Yeah, we... we yeah. Yeah, I, to be fair, I should have put it in the chat, sorry. We, uh, <laughs> we knew that happened. 
I, I show up, I'm a pretty face, that's it. Not even that. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> unnecessary, okay. unnecessary. Okay. Shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> Alrighty, so... Now that we've come to the end of our tell me moan, despite the fact that it was a little, was a little of an elongated moan. It was, uh, sorry. Moan! Jesus Christ. Um, we are now on to the main topic. Shazam 2. Shazam! Sorry. Fury of the Gods. So, uh, before we get started, do not worry. This is going to be our little non-spoiler zone. We're going to give our thoughts on the movie, maybe give it a little bit of a rating, even though we're trying to stray a little bit away from ratings, because... That's beginning to rub off on me, little I Joseph I'm Cook. A, I'm just a bohemian. I'm really sorry, guys. But we are uh, <laughs> we are we are trying to stray away, maybe a little bit from that. However, this is going to be our thoughts, feelings, and general overviews on the movie. I'm going to go with Alex. Alex, what do you think? It was a good film. I like. I didn't want to go see it to begin yeah, with never. when Xander said look you need to go watch Shazam for this week's podcast I went no I don't wanna I don't wanna see this film because I've heard it's terrible and then I went and saw it um, yesterday at the time of recording and it was good it was really good I enjoyed it uh, obviously there's issues with the film but like overall like, I, I, I watched it I was happy I left the cinema feeling pretty good I was chuffed it was a pr- bloody good ending. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, um, okay. I-, I think this is a rare occasion where the third act kind of saves this movie. It does. The third act is really good. Like, considering... like I, I don't think the rest of the film is bad in any way. I mean, it- it's not it's not the best. It's just fine. But, like, in a nice fine. I was ready to go into this and be for it to be aggressively mediocre. And just be like... Yeah, it's fine. But I walked out being like, it's fine. <laughs> there, there are slight <laughs> tonal shifts there. And I think it knocks it up a couple of points. Um, I think mainly, I think my main problem with this movie is Zachary Levi. I think I'm kind of bored of the shtick. Yeah. Of like, wow, I'm a superhero. Wow, I can shoot lightning. Wow, everything's wow. Cool. Oh my God, look at Wow. I'm kind of bored of it. <laughs> just it, uh, grow up a bit bro <laughs> yeah it does come I mean it is a kid he's 18 that's a man he's not 18 yet he's not 18 yet so my my actual issue with Zachary Levi is that he's he's less mature than Billy Batson's actor like gets on in the movie yeah for sure and I oh yeah like anytime Billy's on screen Billy is responsible Billy is like he, he, he He's like a trying to be a team leader, and yeah. then what? You've just got like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like he's a, bit, he's a bit too silly and goofy compared to his child counterpart. I would say. Yeah, he's just a bit of a knob. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's clear that in the in the first one there was definitely that divide. Like he's a an orphan like he's he, no one wants him he's very down downbeat and then he becomes shazam he's like oh that is so obvious the disconnect there you can tell the actors never met but in this mm. one it's i think it's a little more clear that the actor we should give him his juice he's called asher angel asher angel okay or is it asher angle uh, i'm sorry mate you were really good in this um 
He he is, he is excellent. He it. he was amazing. Yeah, I want more Billy. I think it's clear that yeah. he was sort of studied the first film and tried to add a little bit more of that childlike wonderment into Billy. I think that I think that does come across slightly when mm. when he is Billy. He's sort of a little bit more, you know, fun than he was in the first one, but still there is still that definite disconnect because Zachary Levi wants to do what he wants to do. Um, and Because he, he knows what this like character completely... is to him. Whereas, I can't remember who it was that mentioned this. Was it you? It might have been you, Hamish, that we talked about this with. About how when, in the like the cartoons or the comic books, how Shazam or Captain Marvel is very... Like when he... Because no one in the Justice League knows that he's a kid. He tries to act very much like an adult. When he's yeah, Shazam? The, 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 this was me, and the, the idea this is, is that he, because no one in the Justice League knows he is he's a kid, mm. and that means in all like these like Justice League meetings in the comics, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go mow my lawn, uh, like he, <laughs> he just ra- he'll like randomly stand stand up and say stuff like that and then leave, because the idea is like he <laughs> he has no idea how to be an adult. And whenever he's, like, around, like, the Teen Titans and stuff, because they're his age, he's, like, trying to be buddy-buddy with them. And people are like, why is that old man trying to be friends with teenagers? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. That's more fun. It's, it's It's a real shame because they have... Okay, I... I don't fully dislike the, the characterization of him as Shazam. I don't yeah. fully dislike it because there's times when the characters kind of bleed together. Like in that third act when it's no longer Captain Marvel trying to be Captain Marvel. It's just Billy. Yeah. Billy doing what's right for his family. But... <sighs> I don't know. It, it's like there's something missing, you know? It's a lot like, again, you know, going back to it, it's the it's like Zachary Levi is just playing himself. Like, The Rock just plays The Rock, if you get what I yeah. mean. It, it, it just doesn't feel like Billy. It, it just doesn't. And I, and I, I crave for more of the scenes with um, Billy as a kid over him as Shazam. The, those were the highlights of the first movie. The highlights of the first movie were the family and the interactions with yeah. all the child actors i agree the thing this movie does wrong is most of the time it's the superhero versions of them and you know that i think that some of the actors do a really good job i think the um the grown-up actress for um darla the the little girl the really oh yeah she's great the older act like she's she's, wonderful. she's got she's got that exact thing where it's she's like oh hello like she's got like that, that exact same childlike She's got the same eyes. It's crazy. Um, so she's really good. Uh, but the rest of them are just kind of like stand-ins. I don't know. None I mean, of them else no, really I would, give it anything. I would disagree with that with some of them. I think Eugene is good. Um, I think he he's wonderful. I think that... the I mean, him as his older counterpart doesn't get much screen time. Yeah. But um, I, I I thought he was okay. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, I think 
I think, well, first of all, we'll talk about Mary. So glad Mary's actress just gets to be super-powered oh. Mary. Yeah, that makes like, make yeah. sense. <laughs> like, why why they, in the first movie as well, why they chose, like, a different actress... In the first she, film, it, she it makes won't. sense because she's under the age of 18 in the first film. I, so it makes sense in the first one, but then obviously in the second film, she's now of I mean, age. I kind of get that, but at the same time, she she just she looks the part. She look, oh, She is an adult. She looks like an adult. So, like, I don't know. It um, is, Was there ever know. really I, a need? I, 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 I am, a... however, glad that she is getting to do that because she expressed a lot of interest her actress about wanting to be uh in that shazam suit so i'm very very glad to see that um however right we're we, we've gone a little bit off topic everyone thoughts and feelings we'll go around we'll go around in a in a clockwise circle which means it is xander first xander what are your quick thoughts and feelings give us a rating Oh, you bastard. I <laughs> think that it was... Like I said, it's fine. I think I don't think it's better than the original. I think the original is is still a... I think it's going to become like a family classic. I think it's going to be one of those films that like families put on at Christmas and be like, oh, let's watch Shazam. Because I think it's quite accessible in that sense. Okay. Um, I think... Oh, Rachel Zegler is a fucking movie star. I love her so much, and I also love Jack Dylan Glazer. Is that his name? He's so da- Jack Dylan Grazer. He is so good in this. He is the heart of this movie. Without him being such a strong performer, I'm so envious of this kid because he's so good in this. It's outrageous. He's like a. Mm. They're both movie stars. Like, oh, give them a romantic comedy. They're wonderful together. Give them all of the money. I just want to see a movie with them two hanging out. They're great. Um, there are, like I said, I'm sort of mentioned. There are standouts in this. I also think Jamin Honsu is a really good uh, re-edition. Mm-hmm. But it sort of falls flat. It's forgettable villains. It's you know beige CGI villains again. It's um, you know it, it does feel sort of long like the first one did. The like I said, I don't think that much of the family heart is there again as it was in the first one. But when it is there, it shines. I think the movie's got some problems, but overall, I think it's fairly solid. If it was on TV, I wouldn't turn it off because I think the movie only gets better as it goes on. So, uh, number score, I'm falling around a six. It's a passing okay. grade. Okay. I can get, get fresh that. on Rotten Tomatoes as a 6 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Alex, you are up next. I am going to disagree completely. I I think that the villains in this film were more memorable than the last. Um, I, I Maybe that's just because I'm a nerd of Greek mythology. Yes. Um, I, okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the introduction of, of Atlas was damn. You know, it hurts my feelings. The um, what, what? the choice of villains as the daughters of Atlas, the um, nods to other Greek uh, mythos, the creatures. Um, when I was sat in the, the cinema, and I, you know, I, I just, I, I, 
I loved all those aspects. I think that the family was a lot more focused on in this film than the first. I see your face. Don't question me. And um, (laughs) because it was just the sweet little moments. Um, And yeah, I I thought it was just a lot better than the first, to be honest. Okay. I thought the action was incredible. Uh, Out of 10. Seven, low eight. W- would you How have you said so many different things to me? Yeah, it's like one above it. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, fine. It's a 10 out of 10. No, 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 is yes. that what you wanted to I hear? Know. I think it is for the perfect film. It could have been better if The Rock was in it. <laughs> um, um, w- would you turn it off if it came on TV? No, I'd sit down and watch it. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to agree with Alex. That the villains were more memorable. Um, because they actually did something in the movie instead of float about for a bit. Um, they actually do things. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie, but, like, they felt like a supervillain. They, I mean, Dr. Savannah, in the first movie, he killed some board members. Oh, no. Anyway... Nobody's gonna. Miss anyway, <laughs> he, he killed some Wall Street guys. It's like the Joker all over again. Um, no. Um, oh my god! Don't make me do the Joker monologue. I'll do oh it. Oh god! I'll no, do it. Please, please don't. don't. But then we've then you got this movie, and this this isn't a spoiler because they're super villains. There's people like kicking the bucket left, right, and center. It was. It, raw. It, 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 it's it's raw. I mean, it. There's no. There is a bit of gore. There is a bit of gore. Um, but, I mean, the, the the Daughters of Atlas have a phenomenal opening. Um, and it does... It does establish them as a threat. And not only th- as a threat, but, like, a genuinely menacing threat. So, I, I, I don't know if... It, it, it seems like a good enough, like entry on my villain list i will say with shazam villains they're all either like shazam related it's kind of like looking at a flash villain they all run fast in shazam what it's just a guy in a black shazam suit who also shouts shazam you know it's ooh, and then otherwise they're a greek villain and they're all in greek armor Ooh. I could be doing a massive disservice. I'm not a big Shazam comic fan, but I probably am doing a massive disservice seeing that one of his villains is a sentient caterpillar. But... They are scary. Um, no, they're not. Did um, he tease that in the first one? They did. Um, <gasps> at the end, in the post credit scene. But... I don't know. They just... I love the personalities they brought. I love their designs. But like when I looked at them and they're like, it's the Daughters of Atlas in the trailer. I was like, who the fuck are you? Um, You know, it's... It was like one of those movies that I... Yeah, but be honest. Did you know any of the Shazam villains before the first film? Black Black Adam. Oh, forget Black Adam. The Rock doesn't count. I knew like one or two of them. (laughs) But and also, if somebody's whole gimmick is Greek mythology, you can expect their villains to also have the same. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's just the issue that the way the trailer was made out to be, 
it's like I should know who the daughters of Atlas are. It's like it's the daughters of Atlas. I'm like, okay, right, that tells me fuck all. Um, I it was kind of one of those situations when we met a villain, and I was like, I'm gonna have to watch this movie. I'm gonna have to put, like, I'm gonna have to put some time and really hope that I know who these people are by the end of the movie. Which, dare I say, I maybe didn't. Out of ten, I'm going to say a seven. I enjoyed it. Seven solid. That's an average rating of 6.3. You know, that's too close to... That's too close to Xander's score. He doesn't like it when you get close to his score, (laughs) but you say something so drastically different, so you've got to up it a bit. Um, Maybe a low, a very low eight. Um, oh, you bastard. Yeah, no. St- I can't do the quick different. Add a push. Add a push. A low A. No, I, you know what? I, I I get it. I get it. I, I think I'm just trying to hold films to like slightly more accountability now. I'm kind of tired of films just being fine. I don't know. We'll get, I think I think we're I think I'm ready to get Careful, you're turning I'm, into Quentin Tarantino and being like superhero movies out cinema. That's my Scorsese. Oh, was um, that? I thought that was Tarantino. Yeah. No, I think they all say it. Um, <laughs> They're not cinema. They're not cinema. Are they playing I, 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 at the cinema, mate? I want. I want to go into some spoilers and talk about the villains a bit. Okay. Yay. I'm gonna do the obligatory thing and say spoiler warning, despite the fact Xander plays a spoiler warning. I do. Do you guys want to hear it? No. Spoilers. Spoilers. It already played. And there, and there's the spoiler warning. Oh, wow, what an amazing spoiler warning. Do you guys genuinely not know what it is? Have you never listened to an episode of this I podcast? I do. I do. I have. I do. Do you know what it is? I listened to the one that I was in, and then I turned it off, you so I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, spoilers. Xander, you want to talk about villains? Talk about villains. Go. I think they turn too quick. So, like, Lucy Liu is just like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm bad. Helen Mirren's like, hey, I'm bad as well. We're having great fun. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I don't want to be bad. Helen Mirren's like, I don't want to be bad anymore. For literally no reason. It seems like it comes out of nowhere. And Lucy Liu's like, no, no I'd like to be bad some more. I'm going to argue <laughs> and then they just, so and hard. And then, and Lucy Liu just fucking kills her. It's like, yeah, I'm, no. I want to carry on being bad. I like being bad. Did you watch the film? Yes, did I you did watch, watch the, the film. film? You clearly did not watch the film because it is very clear. They all have the exact same goal of planting the seed in the garden on Olympia. So then, but Lucy Liu just decides it, the to magic be a come back. Well, no, it's clear that there's a rivalry between the two. She's she's what the goddess of chaos. It's literally said in the film that she's the goddess of chaos. On, on IMDb, so, and, she's and, just and her Calypso. actions. And Please if you ever need yourself. a Calypso, here is what you must do. First of all, you take a rhythm and shake a little, shake a little, shake a little, shake, and you bang a drum and you sing and strum, and then there's a Calypso for you, for you. It does not come out of nowhere that the the term, but the, the argument between the t- the three sisters. It does not come out of nowhere because, even literally in their first appearance, it's clear that like, the you know the younger sister is wanting more power, but the older sister's like, no, we need to be patient. This is the plan. We need to go by the plan. There's a clear divide. Yeah, there's a clear divide. Absolutely. But Lucy Liu, God bless her. She really can't act menacing. Like I think she when can. she's shouting, I'm just I just giggle. 
I just giggle when she's shouting. I, I can't even do a good impression of her. It's just really funny. She's a lovely woman. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she is. She seems really nice. Okay. And she's good in Futurama. I, I <laughs> agree that the divide maybe could have been a little bit more like shown to be built. To be built. Because initially, I thought that they were always going to plant the seed in like the realm of Earth. I thought that was the go-to. I thought that was the big vengeance yep. plot. And then we're kind of like 180'd a little. And like their idea was we're just going to trap Philadelphia in a bubble and fuck off now. Bye-bye. Like, it, yeah. it, it was a little bit of like a weird one. But in hindsight, now knowing, like now, now being able to like look back at the film, it's there. Uh, for those listeners at home who do not have eyes and currently are not watching our computer screen, um, Xander and Alex are currently engaging in what I can only describe as hate crimes through sign language um, <laughs> at each other. Um, I would like to... Oh, you've ruined my point, Hamish. I've have I? It. Have I? Oh, I don't. No, no. Mustn't have so... been a good point, Xander! <laughs> um... You guys will have to give me a moment here. Oh, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go. That's fine, because I've got a lot to say. I have got a lot to say. I've got a lot to say. So, again, I disagree with you. I completely disagree with you, because, like, it's very clear why they put the bubble around Philadelphia. They literally say it. It's a taste of your own medicine. That's it. Put your hand down. I'm not finished. And... I don't know where this, like, it's very clear what their goal was from the beginning. Like, it, it's plainly, like, spelled out. I, I'm pretty sure, like, like, hey, but you were sat next to me. I'm sure we watched the same film. <laughs> like, I, okay. I think, I don't think it was as clear from the get-go. I also think that there really should have and could have been a scene that maybe showed what happened. And given the characters a little bit more of a stronger, like, visual motive for us to get behind. Rather than just... Ah, he's these old two people. Here's a book. They're gonna show up and they're gonna dust a few people. You know? it. They, they show up and they're like, We're the daughters of Atlas! Meh! And we're like, okay, why? Like, why? It is told. Why do I... They tell you... They literally tell you. The pen, the floating pen, Later Stephen on in the movie. <laughs> later on in the movie. So, That's like halfway through. So, so, they also entirely give up on taking everyone's powers. Because they're like, we need to take all the powers because they're stolen. And it's like, you know what? That's a really cool idea for a movie. That's really cool. But then as soon as they get that apple, they're like, yeah, I don't give a shit about the powers. You keep them. Keep the powers. That's you fine. Are because they're not. They just true. Okay. trying to take everyone. Okay. Is... <laughs> you didn't watch the film. No, you didn't no, watch that's the film. True. No, because they said that they got some of the magic back. It was enough magic for them to get in to the. I forget what it's called. God, the um, what is it? The cave of. Oh, the rock the cave of like. Rock of Eternity, that was it, sorry. They they use that to get into the Rock of Eternity to get the seed. They're not they going to tell the people that are trying to stop them 
what their plan right, is. No. They're not going to turn around and be like, oh, by the way, Bestie, we told you that we're going to take your powers, but we're not actually going to take your powers. We're actually going to get into the Rock of Eternity to steal the apple that you, none of you know about, but we're not going to, we're going to tell you this. Okay, hear me out here. Wait, hold on, hear they me don't out. use that magic to get into the rock. She purposely gets captured, gets taken to the rock, and then melts her way out of a cage. Yeah, but they don't want it. Yeah, but how would she have been able to melt her way out of the cage without She's magic? She's a god! She, did you not listen to the film? All of the gods had their powers stripped from them by the wizard. I don't know. I don't know. Before that, before that, scary, scary chaos lady, Calypso, is using some magic powers even before yep. some of their powers are stripped. So it's a little bit inconsistent. If they just needed a bit of power to get the apple to then grow their own life back, why didn't they just say that to like the night heroes that probably would have been like, oh, right, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Let's give you some of our because we still need it to look after our planet because we've we've become superheroes now. Why not give you a little bit of it and then you can give it back to us once you've got this apple and started this again so then you can gain your powers from the apple again because that's really what they want, isn't it? Yeah, it's very clear that you either of you didn't watch the film. Um, so obviously there's a tactical advantage to taking away the powers. They didn't have powers until they touched the staff because they literally couldn't break the glass. They had to like push it off the table. So they didn't have their powers. Touched the staff, got their powers. Then they did the whole ooga booga, turn everybody to stone kind of thing. So they did have magic. Oh my God. Am I speaking to a brick wall? They didn't have magic, then they touched the stick, then yeah. they had magic. Okay, so. So that, but it clearly. Them... No, but it clearly wasn't enough magic to be able to get the seed. So therefore, they obviously drained Freddy. I, I, I don't know. They just melted a metal bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the, the fish here, they're inconsistent. They're not. Okay, let's run through a quick, really, really quick timeline. Okay, super duper really quick timeline. No powers in the beginning. Had to break glass by like pushing it over because they couldn't do it with their powers. Got the stick, had magic. Drained Freddy of his power to get more magic. Easy, done, first person out of the way. Then, what is it? They drained... uh... No, they didn't. Anyway. Had a few powers, got the kind of stuff going. Drained a few more people... That was all like a whole other thing with Pedro and everything like that. By the way, Pedro is such a sweet character. Um, mm. Got the apple. Had a little tiff about what they were going to do with the apple. Yeah. It, I think which it, it Which it isn't really explained up until that time when Freddy is brought before them. What they're actually doing with the apple like what their fixed intention is whether it's to plant it okay do you Earth, want them and whether and whether it's to plant it in their own realm it's you... never it's never specifically stated what they're which one they're going to do i don't care enough <laughs> to argue about this okay <laughs> i'll be honest i just i just wanted to let people know that i was still here thanks it's a valid take. That's a very valid take. <laughs> um, characters. I, what do we think of all the characters? I like, thought... The family as well. I thought the Daughters of Atlas were brilliant. 
I thought I thought I thought they played pretty good uh, characters as a whole. Um, I disagree with you, Xander, when she's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go be evil." There is a there is a build up. There is a divide. There, Thank there's you. a divide straight from the beginning scene whenever she tries to take the other half of the staff and she tells her she's not worthy to wield it um so up yours um Sick. <laughs> i think i think the shazam family i i like the shazam family in this i really did i'm glad that we got to see more of them i i the my only problem with it is that in the first film the kids were so they they were the standout part of it and in this it's it's the same characters but it like I, I wanted to see the family as they were in the first one i wanted to... um i get that no but because they they were the heart and soul of that first movie and so then the reason why the third act is i think the best part of the film is because you get to let the kids just do their own thing like but they, in they reality, the film at the end. The film is only two two hours ten minutes. You've got to build up these these three new villains, and do so. There's so many characters. It is also ten minutes too long. Is it? I think. I think it's ten minutes too long. I think it's I a think, perfect length. I think it needed more to be good. Something I've never heard. Sorry. I know. I I think it needed more to be better. Like, it needed a few more establishing scenes of, like, motives and such for villains. I wanted more Billy! This movie yeah. is a movie called Shazam. A movie about Shazam. Who is Shazam? Billy fucking Batson! I wanted more superhero Eugene, but that's maybe because I have a fat crush on Ross Butler, who played him. Handsome boy. He's a handsome boy. I, I, I think if we if we go back to the things that really do work in this... I mentioned it in my, like, the the best reason to like this movie is for Rachel Zegler and Jack Dylan Glazer. Oh. Agreed. The, the performance as Freddy was... I'm so glad we got more focus on Freddy as well in this film. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was beautiful. I loved him. Really great stuff. And that whole bit at the start where he's, like, t- telling it, oh, yeah, I'm just on the phone to, like, the superhero. Yeah. That's really great. Um... And I, I sort of saw the twist coming that she was sort of a semi villain. Yeah. But she um but when it when it happened I was like, No, no, please don't. Don't break this poor boy's heart. But then she still like you know, I I really like them together. Um and like I said, she she's now unfortunately starting two pretty big flops at the box office. She made a name in West Side Story, which she's great in, and it's a really good movie. Made no money. And then this is... It's currently mid-bomb. It grossed uh, $30 million opening weekend in the uh, in the US, which is piss-poor for a movie like this. It's currently only on $66 million. I say only, but... Speaking on, speaking on the notes on the bombing of it, that sounds really bad. That must be something like I'm speaking about. Terrorist attack... Um, of of how it bombed, um, the director has come out and said because he was interviewed about how he thought how he felt about it, quote unquote, bombing at the box office. And to directly quote the man, "I don't care that it's bombing. They paid me up front." 
respect. Yeah. Mad respect to David <laughs> I really like this guy. I've seen him on... Um, do you guys watch uh, VFX Artists React? Yes! Yes. Corridor Crew. I watch those guys. I think he's been on it once or twice. And he he's really... He's, he's like a really cool guy. And he's very open about the filmmaking process, which is what I think we need more from from directors. Like, fuck your artistic process. Please just tell me what's going on and how you did things because it'll teach more people. Um, yeah, I, I really, I quite like him. And he said he's going back to his horror roots after this because he's kind of done with superheroes and big budget stuff. He just wants to do his own thing. I respect the hell out of that. And I think that's one thing in this that is so refreshing to say. CGI isn't a problem. It's it's good. It's, be- it's because he's an ex VFX supervisor, so he he knows how to craft good visual effects, and it shows because this movie looks great. This movie's VFX. I mean, okay, aside from Gal Gadot, that was because- okay. Oh no, that it's wasn't good. As bad as I thought it I, was going to be. I didn't spot it. I didn't. Spot I did. Like someone said it afterwards. Like, oh. I, I knew about it, and I was watching very closely, and you can sort of tell. Yeah, but that's because you know. It's like yeah, saying, "Oh, I there's know. a spot on my forehead. Is it noticeable?" Don't, and it's like, "Well, now yeah, that you've said it, you know." Yeah. It's, yeah. I, going into it, I thought I mean, it was fine. I, I actually thought it was good. It was better than like what was it? The taking away of Henry Cavill's mustache in. Um, just sleek. <laughs> That's a whole movie. That's slightly different. <laughs> okay. Side note as well. Let's touch on the Wonder Woman cameo because it's like built up to be a surprise at the end. They showed it in the fucking trailer. That was terrible. Yeah. It, yeah, um, the, the trailers really did this movie no favors because everything is in it. Absolutely everything is in it. Even like the point where the the emotional climax of the movie when he te- says to his foster mom he calls a mom and he like they have that really emotional moment they have that moment afterwards where he transforms back into Shazam and it's like oh yeah that you, you've seen everything in this movie literally everything is in the trailer mm. even down to the weird cameo at the end oh also yeah the cameo itself i said this to alex like it's a touching scene billy's died they've buried billy and then out of nowhere it's like the fucking like it's the, the way theme. too loud it's too jarring they could have done a beautiful subtle kind of like the wonder woman theme on a lyre which is fitting for the aesthetic of greece it is it's such a beautiful instrument it would have been so touching in this heartfelt funeral scene but no it, it blasts it it ruins the mood it ruins everything also i'm surprised they let them keep that in since it's, they're not going to do another one anyway. Why bring him back if you're not going to do another one anyway? Oh my I'm God, it's th- Black Adam with Superman all over again. Yeah, like, just just let Whoa. it let, let the movie end with him dead. Like, what, I'd, uh, surely they shot another version of this where they're like, yeah, let's just see what happens if we just keep him dead. Well, they, let's just see what happens if we end this franchise. They're, they're, they're building to what seems to be a Justice Society movie. However... But it's okay. We're not kidding. All of it's things. Building to anything. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> All of the Justice Society stuff has been scrapped. A lot of it got announced after Black Adam came out. Like in those few weeks before James Gunn was hired, there was going to be a Hawkman spinoff. There's going to be this, that, and the other. All gone. All gone. No, I... the only stuff now coming out now. The next thing we can look forward to is Superman. 
And, no, there and is a there is a lot of stuff like the authority and oh, yeah. like all of this really cool stuff which I'm super duper excited for. But like, no, I get exactly what you mean. I I will also throw hands if they whitewash Damian Wayne in Brave and the Bold. I will Damn. throw hands. I will. Um, but yes, it is. It's an odd one. I think James Gunn, his roots with DC and what he reads on DC is very much, you know, classical DC. And a lot of that is the Justice Society. So I am hoping he builds on what we saw in Black Adam. Because dare I say it, the Justice Society fucking slapped in that movie. Slapped. I hope they, we get they, to keep them. Yeah, they went fucking hard in that movie. So. um, what What is the other dead franchise that got rebooted and there was another film coming out that was like this narrows it down buddy this narrows it down no but it's like this movie came out and everyone was like well why do we care about this it's part of a dead franchise and they're like trying to set other things up was it also dc you might be talking about disney's willow because no one ever gave a shit about that movie but they made an entire series they made an entire series on it (laughs) <laughs> no, there was another franchise that, that that's been going on, and they like decided they were gonna reboot it, but they had a movie coming out anyway, and so they just like sort of. Oh, Transformers, Bumblebee. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> Let's continue. You guys, you guys, you guys, we'll crack on. We'll crack on. Um, okay. I am glad that with the post credit, if we're on the talking about like this justice society really quickly i'm so happy to see amelia harcourt again I, mm. james gunn's wife yeah unreal well she's a great People actress been... as well she's a great actress but like it's weird to think that like james gunn had to sit down in peacemaker and be like uh that's my wife <laughs> like... i mean to be honest i couldn't see anybody else playing her role now especially after she she plays show. an amazing harcourt um, yeah, yeah, it was it was um, lovely to see her and John Economos again in the final every, mm. Everyone is clowning on James Gunn for hiring his wife, and he's like, "Listen, I, I'm not. I wasn't part of this movie. Stop it." Like, <laughs> the only thing I cast her in was Suicide Squad, and then I happened. She happened to be a continuing character in Peacemaker, and like she's just been added into Black Adam and this. Like I didn't do that. Well, I'm not well, in charge of this. She was in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I. She's a wonderful choice. My my favorite thing is that the DC execs who have crammed the the one successful property that they have, which is the Suicide Squad, into every single movie, they are so out of touch with the fact that the Suicide Squad shouldn't be their flagship property. <laughs> it it should not be. It should be the Justice League. That it is, should be the Batman Part Two. And it it, it downright should be Batman. Doesn't matter what format it comes in, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are your flagship properties. And they're putting out mediocre fucking movies with them. And they're like, oh great, well we'll do we'll do a movie about the villains. The villains that aren't set up in any of those movies, so we're just meeting them, they fucking die, and then that's that. I love I'm a massive fan of the Suicide Squad. But it is so clear that they are crutching so fast fucking heavily on the Suicide Squad mythos. I was thinking of the X-Men. Oh, yes. Do you remember way back yes. when? I was oh, my God. Yes. oh, my God. Oh, my God. I haven't they just, seen like, the had new to ones. Re- they just had to release them, and they were, they were like, well, 
nobody well, cares because we know the mouse bought you. New, we new know Mutants. That Marvel going to do something. New Mutants was in production for five years, wasn't it? It's been. Pro- it yes, was in production. I remember for seeing ages. that trailer. Was it 2017? That Must have been. I was the only person in the cinema uh, when that <laughs> came out. By the way, I watched it. Um, I went opening. Day. I watched oh it at Alex. I watched it at Alex's house, and periodically turned around and went. It gets even more racist. Oh my god! Yeah, because I, I wasn't paying um, attention. I think I was like doing something else. You were on your PC. I was on my computer. Um, I was, I did not care. He was yeah, just like, "Do you want to watch this with me?" Crap. And I was just like, "No." <laughs> movie is absolutely dog crap. Dark Phoenix ain't much better though. I haven't mm. seen that either. Anyway, we are way off topic. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, on to two I'm, entirely different movies. I'll be honest. I'm kind of done talking about this movie. It was fi- like I said, it was fine. Um, I I maybe would see it again just because I would I would love to be on the level you guys are on. But after my viewing, I was like, yeah, I walked out of it. I was like, you know what? That was fine. I enjoyed it. It was a really good. It's film. just a shame I didn't really like the main I, character. I I I, yeah. I always found Shazam to be. The kind of like you you mentioned about like action hero, like superhero movie. You can turn your brain off. Yeah, for sure. And and there's periods in it when you get genuine emotional attachment. Like the first movie did excellent with like Billy building of like his story, and his like character and his character arc of coming to terms with his new family. And in this, they they try. Um, Yeah. There's. There's a there's not too much of like an emotional arc that you can name on why Billy turns to calling Rosa his mum. It just kind of like you get that start by the end of the movie. He's like, I don't know what to do, and then he calls her mum. There's no real kind of like mm, like there's bits and pieces. It's just not strong enough to name. If you get me, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Um, aside from that. Bloody good movie that was. Enjoyed that movie, Ad. Bloody good movie. Yeah. It's such a fine ending. <laughs> Honestly surprised it's been sort of ragged on so bad. It's got 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it does not deserve that. I think it deserves deserve a lot it. more credit. Yeah, it's got it's got 87% audience score, which I honestly thought was what the score would be in general. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, the average rating is 5.8 out of 10. That's right, atrocious. On, critics on, will be critics. Yeah, but on on IMDb it's got a six point seven, which I think is fair. Mm. Anyway, alrighty. Well, we are finally out of the spoiler zone. Woo! Look at that. We're out. You're free. If you're just joining us again, hello, welcome back from your little time skip. Let's move on to the next and final end of the podcast. It is going to be. Pitch me your idea. Now, I know Xander's usually the one people pitch it to, but... Pitch me your idea? Do you mean sell me your movie? Sell me your movie. It's not just a movie. It's You know what? You asked me to do, like, the, this stuff this week. Yeah, it's going to be... a great job. It's going to be pitch me your idea. You. This is the segment where you can recommend me a movie, a book, a TV show, a song. Whatever you want to recommend me, recommend me it. Or a book if you're a nerd. You scared me then, because I was like, we need to pitch an idea. This is not what I got told. I have no <laughs> ideas. Like, <laughs> Not a single original thought has passed through no. my head. Has it ever? Um, alrighty. <laughs> um, Alex, pitch me. Uh, the video game Bloodborne. Oh, okay. Walk because us through it. it is a Dark Souls game, which, I mean, that's an immediate... No, from a lot of people, but give it a chance. 
uh, set in Victorian, sort of a Victorian Gothic sort of setting. Horror, definitely, and it's it's one of the most brilliant games when it comes to storytelling. Um, okay. Telling you about the tale of a, a blood infection of an entire population of people, about them, you know exploring and testing on ancient gods which they have no business of knowing about xander stop and what this sounds cool it is it's one of my favorite games i uh, so much it's, so it's, it's i literally never play ha- it because i suck at video games well, i suck at video games too it's t- i it, still haven't finished it um it, but it's very i have a heavily, tattoo of it as well so it's very heavily rooted in lovecraftian mythos as well isn't it? it is it's yeah it's heralded as one of miyazaki's best games uh, who's the okay. creator of all of the Dark Souls franchises? So, if you like gothic horror, if you like just creepy, creepy shit, it's an amazing game. Beautiful, Xander. Your recommendation? Well, one of the films I watched this week, I am unable to talk about yet, but I'm sure we'll get to that. One. <laughs> um, one of the one of the other, and I will call it a film. That I watched. I have recommended before. I rewatched Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh God! And and then the outtakes. It was immediately after the previous one that I will not talk about yet, because uh, it made me feel like slightly more safe in my house. <laughs> um, and then I went to the cinema and I saw two movies in one day, back to back, proper like whiplash, like movie whiplash. Um, one was um, a Best Picture nominee, After Sun. But that's not the one I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on a new release that we mentioned a couple of times in our wrap-up of 2022, but it hadn't come out yet. And it finally came out. Um, It is the quasi-prequel to the movie that came out, X, last year. It is called Pearl. Okay. Starring Mia Goth. Um, And this is, um, like I said, it's the prequel to X. If you didn't see X last year, it's a movie set in the 70s about a group of people coming together they make a porno in a um farmhouse oh my god people... yeah i've seen this yeah x is really good and the the old people from the farmhouse kill them the... it's you know it's a classic slasher setup and i think it's done it's a great mix of homage and elevated horror um i think it's a really good movie if you haven't seen that check that out here comes pearl this was shot at the same time as X and was released a couple of months after it in America. It took them a full year to get it over in the UK for some reason. Um, and it stars Mia Goth as Pearl, who is the um, the old woman in the first film in X. And it's set when she's younger. So it's set 60 years prior in the year 1918. And it follows her wanting to be a star she's destined to be a star and it's about her she's sort of stuck at home her dad's like in a wheelchair so she's looking after him her mum is super involved in her life trying to like just controlling her and she just wants to be a star and um mia goth man she is wonderful she's wonderful Mm, agreed i've not seen her give a bad performance in anything yet before this movie started there was a trailer for infinity pool that looks really good um and she's in that as well so i'm i'm gonna have to seek that out when that comes out but no this 
it's it's classed as a horror film, and I understand why, because you know people die. But <laughs> it's I wouldn't call it scary. It's it's a little bit intense, but like it's just a really good movie. Mia okay. Goth gives the performance of her life, and the fact that she's just not been mentioned for any major awards from last year is nuts because she's so good in this there is a towards the end of the film is where she has like her full like this is where the oscar reel would come in she has like a full 10 minute monologue where she just spouts all of her emotions and feelings to someone and it's so raw it's like she's she's doing full snot acting everything it's a really great scene and it's followed up by during the credits it's just her staring down the barrel of the camera, unblinking. Oh and it God. is haunting. Her... It lasts for a full, like, three and a half minutes. And it is absolutely incredible. I don't know why, like I said, this movie's got been overlooked so much. The rest of the movie is really good. There's some haunting imagery in it. Um, and everyone else gives really great performances. And I think I can't wait to rewatch X now after watching this because I feel like it's just going to elevate it even more. There is going to be a third movie in this sort of trilogy uh, following on from X starring, well, Mia Goth was also the main star of X as um, the main girl in that. So uh, it's going to follow her character. I'm excited okay. to see it. But Pearl is definitely one you should go and check out. It's a real Pearl. Love that. Uh, my recommendation to you um, will be the Transformers 1986 movie. Oh, I... So, you got the touch! Dun, you dun, do! you damn dun, right! Stan Bush! Beautiful bastard! Yeah! So, for those who don't know, uh, Michael Bay's absolute dumpster fire of a series <laughs> of movies is based on a... Cartoon called Transformers G1 or Generation One, um, which is which is based on a toy line, which is based on a Japanese toy line named Diaclone. For those who don't know that bit, so in G1, um, you'll you'll begin to kind of draw some comparisons with like their designs if you ever watch any G1, um, with like the Michael Bay designs, and for some characters you won't because he has absolutely fucking butchered the source material. He's ruined. for, for those who don't care, Alex was someone who initially just liked Michael Bay movies. I showed Alex the G1 movie, and since then, they have been hooked. Um, Start with the G1 movie, um, because the G1 cartoon can be a little bit, like, corny. The G1 movie is hyper, like, budgeted. It's amazing. Yeah. I watched... Like, okay... It is, like, kind of the infinity war of, like, childhood cartoons. Because you will, you will see, if you've, if you're, like, grew up on Transformers, you will see your childhood die before you. But it's still a damn good movie. This is true. The, they have Orson Welles in it, <laughs> the, who, who voices the main villain. And oh my god, is it a phenomenal performance as Wait, well? Is it is it Unicron? He yeah. voices Unicron, the massive yeah. it's a planet sized transformer that eats other planets, which is fucking awesome. Um I won't spoil anything, but the first 
20 to 25 minutes of that movie i rewatch just on my own i i, I could happily just rewatch the first 20 to 25 minutes and be happy i don't even need the rest of the movie i'd be happy with just watching the first 20 to 25 it is my favorite animated movie of all time please go watch it it is a masterpiece yeah it's it's one of those ones that when you're a kid it ruins your childhood i want you grow up so quick watching that i i, I don't think you understand Xander. i got this movie for christmas <laughs> Um, I, I got this movie for Christmas because the Michael Bay movies came out and I was like, oh, mom, I really want to watch the Transformers movies. And my mom was like, hey, Mish, there's a little, you know, they're adult because it's Michael Bay. There's tits in every shot and there's like explosions and people dying. So my parents must have just gone and asked someone, where can we get the Transformers movie? And they found like the most cartoony looking one possible yeah. um, i got it i was like this isn't the transformers movie and i watched it and it's like it is one of my favorite movies um, um and it holds up it, it stands the test of time uh and you will i watched this on christmas morning and burst into tears the um I got my dad for Christmas a couple of years ago the full box set of the original cartoon. You oh legend, my god, you king! So you absolute champion. Yeah, I, your I know, dad's I got good feeling. taste. Your dad's got very good taste. He does. He does. Is your dad single? <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm shocked. This is not the first time someone has come on here and tried to flirt with my dad really really no no oh it happens my God. fairly regularly yeah. tell him to give me a um, call but <laughs> like i i'm a grown man and a nerd by that standard yeah but i have sunk unholy amounts of money into g1 transformers um Al- so- alex rolls their eyes no i no, have no, no. as well <laughs> Alex has as well. As well. Um, <laughs> There's two of them. For, for like actual like screen accurate sculpts and stuff. Because that movie, it, it's like a core memory. I feel like it's inside out when they're like, this is a core memory. It, it, the first 20 to fi- 20, 25 minutes, if you care about Transformers, will like break you. And then the rest will like build you back up again. And the soundtrack, Stan Bush, you beautiful man. Oh, and Weird Al as well. Weird Al's in the does Weird Al is incredible that movie. in that film. Yeah. Oh, he does an amazing song called Dare to be Stupid. That's my secondary recommendation. Go listen to that by Weird Al. Fucking amazing. Anyway, right. If no one else has anything else to add, I think that is the end of the episode. Thank you all very much for listening. I've been Hamish Beaton. Xander, who have you been? I've been Xander Langwiston. Alex, who have you been? I have been Alex. Beep. Not nice. And uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the official Film Me and Podcast. And Xander, where can the good people find you? Um, at those at so everything that you need from me is in the description under podcast links. Just head on over there and um, yeah, drop us a message um, if you've got an idea for an episode. Shoot them over because we. 
have no ideas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're unoriginal no, no, we're, we're, assholes. We're, we're just happy to hear from anyone. Um, and that is also the Instagram is where you can also find all the amazing posters done by the wonderful Mr. Joe Cook, who will have also done a loving one of us, all as maybe Shazam this week. Who knows? Ooh. Alex, where can the good people find you? Nowhere. Valid. I have no social media presence, and I intend to keep it that way. <laughs> well, you're on social media now because of this. Oh, no. The government know where you are, Alex. The IRS are coming for those taxes. No. Um, I as for my... pay my taxes. <laughs> as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at Beaten Hamish, uh, where we chat all things fun that are about film, or we can also comment and like Joe's old tweets. Oh no! Aside uh, <laughs> from that, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Shazam! <laughs>